0: What is going on, guys? Welcome back to Let It Grow Investing. And uh, we're going to be talking a lot today on uh, some different earnings that are coming out. And uh, ultimately, what's going on, what we can expect, uh, you know, going through this earnings season. You know, last week we had uh, the the big six of the banks. And, uh, you know, now this week we're getting into some tech. We've got uh, Tesla coming out today. We had Netflix numbers out yesterday. And uh, we're going to get into all that right now. But uh, first, I wanted to say, uh, welcome. If you're new here, please go ahead, like, subscribe, and share. If you can leave a comment, that would be great. And uh, ultimately, you know, we're, we're just trying to uh, navigate this market together and uh, ultimately try to find some different things that might give us some, uh, some lasting growth and uh, some, some long-winded Uh, gains that we can kind of share in together. So if that uh, is something that you're uh, about, you know, like I said, please go ahead and like, subscribe and share. And, uh, you know, if you're looking to get started, I got links in the description for different brokerages that I use and uh, ones that I commonly kind of pull up and and look at uh, while we're on the show, uh, ones that I navigate well. So if that's something you're looking uh, to start, go ahead and use my link. I would greatly appreciate that as well. But uh, so, yeah, yesterday, you know, we had uh, I had shared on the Let It Grow investing page over on Facebook uh, some Netflix numbers that had looked pretty bad. And, uh, you know, when I had shared it, they were down about 18 percent after hours. And uh, now today, currently we are down 36 percent. You know, so in the, the five day we were at Three forty-seven yesterday, and now today we are at two hundred and twenty-one dollars. We are down thirty-six percent in the day, down hundred and twenty-seven dollars today. Um, brutal, just downright brutal. And what caused this? Um, well, you know Netflix has had a lot of problems with forecasting their own growth. We've seen that before. And we're seeing it now. They had expected 2.2 million new subscribers, and ultimately they lost 200,000 subscribers. So, you know, two and a half million disparity there. And, you know, they had a lot of different things they're pointing their fingers at. They're pointing their fingers at uh, rising costs, at people sharing passwords, at uh, Ukraine Russian conflict, but uh, all of it coming together you know I, and i wanted to i really wanted to say you know maybe it's a one off thing where uh, a lot of people russia ukraine just kind of canceled the service because they didn't have a home or you know is this just one time freak event but um you know last year we had saw um netflix numbers get weaker from 2020 and they th- thought it was a a pull forward from covid you know a lot of people had signed up in 2020 so they didn't have as much growth in 21. And that kind of made sense. We kind of went with that guidance. But now they're kind of coming out and saying, hey, you know, we said that we got it wrong. Numbers really are slowing. And, uh, you know, now next quarter is forecasted to be worse. They are saying they're going to lose about 2 million subscribers next quarter. Uh, based on some, like I said, on the rising cost of the, uh, the streaming, Uh, I think it went up two or three dollars, which I'm not sure if that's a real problem. I'm I'm sure it is to some extent. Or if they do go ahead and crack down on people sharing passwords to different households, if uh, if that's going to cause some some further people to to cancel uh, or war problems or any number of things here. But uh, yeah, that that forecast for next year is down or next quarter is down another two million subscribers. Uh, So. I don't think it's a one-off case. I think it's something that they are really going to have to figure out. And uh, for me right now, uh, I mean, even down 36%, uh, I'm not in this one. It's one that I kind of avoided, similar to my thoughts on NVIDIA when it was running up. You know, every time you looked at it, it was up, up, up. Uh, I never got into this one because it seemed like it was getting too far ahead of itself. Uh, And now that it's dropped this substantially, I'm really not looking to jump into it, uh, until we see some kind of clarity as to where things might be headed, you know, especially with next quarter supposed to be worse. Um, I'm, I'm going to have to wait and see what it's going to do. And, uh, that's just one of the things that Netflix is judged on. Okay. We've got, uh, you know, you look at Apple, they're judged by their iPhone sales. you you look at, uh, Amazon, you know, they, they've got a little bit more, but I mean, you know, they're subscribers. Or if you look at an airline, they look at how full the flights are. Uh, I mean, everyone's kind of got their metric. Uh, for Netflix, it's a subscriber growth. And when you're in a growth company, I mean, still even today, it's at a 30-something PE. And, and as a growth company, you know, you need that growth in subscriptions, and they don't have it. So people are looking, where do I go? Uh, where do I put my money? And uh, ultimately, I think a lot of the other pandemic stocks that really did well in 2020 are selling off today. Uh, you know, we saw uh, PayPal and Square, those numbers coming down. We saw Disney coming down. We saw, um, I think, Roku is is down. So a lot of those other stocks that were pulled up uh, based on, you know, people being stay at home. Now they're thinking, hey, I want to get out of all these other ones before they go ahead and drop. So, we're seeing a lot of that, uh, you know, kind of flowing through the market. And uh, ultimately, I don't know if the other ones are going to get beat down as much. Uh, You know, we had talked before about people wanting to maybe go ahead and get back out to travel. And, uh, you know, I think Disney might be uh, getting pulled down on the Disney Plus numbers. But uh, ultimately, they have a lot of other ways to make money, and people are returning to travel. So I think they might be getting pulled down. But uh, it might be a little unfair. So if I had to pick one that's getting beat down today, I might take a look at Disney. That's down five and a half percent on the day. Um, for a lot of those same reasons, the uh, the forward PE is lower. The the PEG ratio that we've been talking about it is above a one. But uh, ultimately. Uh, I still think that Disney is going to drive a lot of these sales. Uh, you know, that's not a uh, you know foolproof system. I, I want to see what the earnings do. I've already been in Disney, and I will continue to hold Disney. But uh, you know, currently analysts say on Disney that uh, we've got about fifty percent of upside from this hundred and twenty-four eighty level. Uh, so average price target is one eighty-six, and you know, I definitely think we can get back up there. We've we've been there before. And, uh, you know, they've already like we've talked about previously as well. They've had some management problems. They've had some uh, political problems. They've had a lot of different things going for them that are, that are going against them, rather, that have been bringing this number down. But uh, I do think that some of the business is going to speak for itself. You know, they're still going to have blockbuster movies. They're still going to have the parks and the cruises and in the travel and the destinations that they have. And uh, ultimately, I do think it is one that if they get out of their own way, they will see, uh, you know, giant movements higher. And, uh, you know, if I had to pick, that's probably where I'm at. I'm still looking at uh, PayPal. Uh, I really don't know that people aren't sending money back and forth. And, uh, you know, PayPal is down to about ninety five dollars right now. They're down about eight and a third percent, pretty much based on this news of uh, of Netflix and I'm not too sure that they are um, related in the same way. I still think that people are going to use PayPal um, where, you know, maybe people are back out and into the real world and they don't you know want to be on Netflix so much. Maybe they binge watch too much over the past two years and they're trying to get away from it or they're trying to cut their bills and not have another 15, 16 dollar subscription. Uh, I'm not too sure, but I, I don't really see the correlation to PayPal other than the fact that both of them ran up during the pandemic. And that's really the only news that I'm seeing as to what's bringing Disney and PayPal and the other pandemic uh, winners down today. So, you know, definitely look at those, uh, try to see what's going on there and, uh, you know, make your own judgments as based on uh, a lot of the fundamentals, where you think the the business is going, where the uh, economy is moving and ultimately Time your bets and try to buy at the right valuation. But uh, you know we've got uh, Tesla coming out later. I'm gonna probably take a break here soon. But uh, you know I do think that Tesla is gonna, you know, kind of be a bellwether of the rest of the market. If if we have two bad earnings from Netflix and then Tesla, we we might have uh, some further breakdown in the market. But uh, ultimately, we will see today as to what happens with Tesla if some of their numbers. Uh, are good. I think we're going to uh, definitely see them move higher, and uh, you know, up against some of these comparables from last year. I think if we come in line, we're still going to be pretty safe after some of the drops that some of these companies have had, and uh, that you know, with the, the Nasdaq still down around 15, 16 percent, and you know, it, with that that already priced in that 15 percent drop, some of them, if they report in line, we're still going to be safe. I don't think we're going to break down like we were doing. Uh, you know, last fall where we we hit even, and it wasn't enough. People wanted to see more, and more, and more. They wanted to see blowout quarters. Right now, I think with these drops, I think we're a little bit more insulated, and um, you know, people aren't expecting as much. But with that being said, I'm going to take a break. We'll uh, we'll come back. We're going to talk uh, Netflix. We're going to talk some different things about how to set up your portfolio, and uh, ultimately, how many names I think you might want to have. And, you know, different different ways to get started. So stick around. We'll be uh, right back and we'll uh, cover all those numbers. All right, we are back here. So uh, I was kind of rushing out the door before break and, uh, you know, a couple other problems with Netflix I wanted to touch on before we go forward. And that was uh, some of the the growth that they were planning in Latin America was also harder to achieve than they had uh, really anticipated. And uh, that was due to some uh, lack of smart TVs, weaker uh, broadband internet connections. Uh, And there's also problems in the UK and in Europe with more people cutting off the streaming service. Uh, So there's a lot of different problems going on. Uh, I still think that Netflix is a great company. Uh, I do think they need to crack down on this password sharing. Uh, They need to possibly do something with the uh, ad uh, a platform with ads on it as well, uh, which would cut the cost for uh, some users, but then it would also have an ad, you know, built into the, the you know, series or show movie, whatever you're watching. Uh, so that's another way that they could get some ad revenue uh, by having a tiered level of uh, packages that they could sell off to uh, consumers. And Another thing that a buddy and I were talking about years ago was the fact that they never really monetized um their their shows, you know, they didn't come out with a uh, a different uh, merchandise for, you know, Stranger Things or or Breaking Bad or any Well, Breaking Bad wasn't a Netflix show. Anyhow, they they never really monetized that. They never really pushed uh like the merchandise side of things, and that was always a lane that we thought they could have done better. And um you know, it's still an option out there that I think that they could probably lean into, uh, to be more than just streaming, but to also do some different things, uh, to, to drive sales of, uh, like wearable goods or, or anything that they really, you know, set out to sell along with this show that they made. So that was just a couple quick thoughts on, on Netflix, but, um, uh, as, as I said before break, I wanted to uh, wait for Tesla numbers to come out. Uh, Tesla had been down 4% or 5% uh, on the day for uh, Wednesday, and then we got earnings. Earnings, uh, to me, they, they knocked it out of the park. They, uh, they had about 310,000 uh, deliveries. They uh, increased their EPS or their revenue about 81% year over year, and uh, just just overall, a, a great quarter from Tesla. They had some problems in the China plant with uh, shutdowns due to COVID. Uh, I think the, the uh, plant was shut down for about three weeks over there, but they were still able to deliver more vehicles than anticipated. Um, so, you know, we might see some trailing effects into the next quarter with uh, some slower numbers due to some of the shutdowns. But uh, if they do guide down um, for the, the following quarter, I think that we might actually get a beat, a a really big beat when that factory is completely online and and no problems, no hiccups. Um, you know, I, I think that we'll really see some big numbers then. So for me, this is uh this is one that, uh, is a tier one position. It's my largest position and it's one that I am definitely glad to see, uh, some, some good numbers on. I, I feel like, uh, there's probably some tailwinds of some stuff going on on the earnings call that I haven't listened to yet, but uh, I did see that Enphase and ABML are down after hours, and I got to think it's something Tesla related. If they're uh, Tesla wants to go ahead and do more battery storage or battery mining, whatever they're announcing is hurting those companies. So I am going to be watching out for that um but as i said it's tesla's my largest position so if if tesla wants to take over that business or run more with that business um you know abml and Enphase for me don't make up but maybe half of what my tesla position is so uh, you know by all means i I'd, I'd rather see tesla do great things and them kind of you know try to fight for that market share if you will so that's uh that's my plan here uh if tesla does drop back into the 9s I, I still think it's a buy and, uh, you know, this growth, I mean, they're, they're looking at 50%, uh, annual growth. And, uh, I definitely think that it's a spot where you might want to consider a position. I was very anti Tesla for a long time, uh, for about maybe two years now, I've been, I've been building this position and, uh, it's, it's treated me really well. So I'll continue to uh, watch it. I don't know that I'm buying too much unless it really drops. Uh, just due to the size of my position. But um, that being said, I did want to get into um, a conversation that I had uh, in another group online. And that was how much do you want to, uh, or how many positions should I have into my portfolio? And ultimately, the size of them. You know, like someone was saying, do I go all in on 10 stocks or do I spread it out to 30 stocks? And for me, uh, I know we we touched on this, it was a, a long while back at this point, but uh, it depends on the amount of money that you have. And I was making a point that if you have $10,000, I would not put it into 25 names. Uh, I don't think that's the right way to go. As I've said, you know, your first 10,000, I believe in a broad market ETF, uh, an exchange traded fund that's gonna give you exposure to a lot of different areas. It's uh, pretty well diversified. Uh, a lot of them are a little bit heavier in tech because that kind of makes up more of the uh, S&P. But uh, I think that's a good way to start. So you you get that first 10000 you put that into an ETF, and then you start branching out into all the other sectors of the market. You know, consumer staples, energy, financials, uh, yada, yada, yada. Keeps going on. We got, uh, I think, 9, 10 different, uh, different industries. So you start spreading that out. And for me, I would say find the best one that works for you uh, that gives you the growth that gives you the the price, the dividend, whatever you're looking for. Uh, even if it's you know comes down to a little bit of I really favor these brands. Um, you know Pepsi over Coke you could always you know add one of those or you know um, an automotive you could add one of those. but uh, then I'm really trying to build out maybe 10 stocks that I'm really trying to get a position in. And have it be a significant amount of money. Um, You know, it's really hard to build a position or or you just kind of keep throwing darts at the board, hoping something sticks when you start putting $400 in every stock you see, every shiny object, everything that, you know, I I watched a video. I'm an investor. I got $300 in this name. I'd much rather see you build a position in your highest conviction, most, uh, you know, research names that you want to come across and really go after those individual names until you have enough where you know you can trim that position if it if it doubles or if it if it does go down you can cut some losses and, and move some money around it's really hard to do that with four hundred dollars um you know if it goes to six hundred yeah you're up fifty percent but it doesn't really get you any any spot it uh, it does advance But now if you really got high conviction, you would know that you're still adding to these names or, you know, you could trim some if you think that it's going to slow down if there's a boom and bust cycle in a cyclical type business. So you have a lot more options when you have a larger position size. It's also less to keep track of. Uh, Following all these earnings, knowing what Netflix did yesterday, what Tesla did today, that Johnson and Johnson business is booming. Um. It's, it's a lot of work you know to, to keep track of them all uh, you you need to really follow the earnings, the earnings reports, then all the different news that's going on and I think for most people, especially if you have three four hundred dollars into a single name times 25, it's really at that point where it's like you know you almost don't really pay attention. It's not enough skin in the game to really go back and do all your homework every time. So for me, I really try to focus on those core positions. I've said it before, the the tiers. You know, tier one is my highest conviction place. Uh, some of them have just, uh, I invested that much to begin with. Some of them have grown from a tier two to a tier one to now I have to think, hey, do I still want this to be a tier one? Uh, so it, it might be a case where you you put $5,000 into a name and it doubles. Okay, so now it's 10. That that could be your tier one spot is 10,000. Tier two being 5,000. Tier three, say 2,500. And as it gets to that tier one, you have to think, do I still want this to be a number one spot in my portfolio? Is it still a high conviction play? Or did this run up too much and I want to take some money off the table and reinvest it other places? And, and for me, I, I really like to have that balance of knowing what... This name means to me where it's going to go. And you have that plan as to what you're going to do if it gets to that larger uh, position or what to do if it loses 20%. And uh, I really think it's hard with 25 names uh, with such a small value because if it drops 20%, you know, it's uh, what $320 off of a $400 original investment. And you're you're almost at that point like, well, do I just let it ride? What, what do I do? So I guess you could do this with 400 bucks uh, on each name, but you really want to have a plan as to what happens if it doubles or what happens if it drops. Um, so if you have that all set up and you're able to watch all the earnings, I don't know that it's a terrible idea, but I know that I would like to see those positions build over time and not to just keep throwing a dart and hoping something sticks. So if you can get to that point where you're comfortable with 25 names, uh, say you want Pepsi and Coke uh, and you want McDonald's and Starbucks, you know, you can have two of each uh, industry or each sector and then, uh, you know, but slowly try to build these positions over time and don't get distracted by a lot of other noise out there just because you watched a YouTube video or even if we talk about it on here. That doesn't mean it's instantly a buy. Certainly, set it to a watch list. Uh, watch those price movements. Watch the PE. Uh, wait for the next earnings. Do all these different things so you get really comfortable knowing what's going on with this stock. And uh, you know, it like us, like we've said down here before again. And not to keep saying that, but I don't follow all the stocks that we do on the the investing challenge. You know, perfectly every day. That's why we had some different drops in, say, Shopify and Ford, I I thought Ford might drop just because it had that big run, but then it happened. So it's like, what do you do? And for us, we went ahead and we bought more, Um, but not all the time is that gonna be the answer. So you really wanna get a a good knowledge of the maybe 10 to 20 stocks that you really wanna build a position in and really fund those as as much as you can. Uh, Try to keep them somewhat even is kinda what I do uh, in that tiered bracket. And then uh, as you grow, they'll, they'll all grow with you. So that's what I got there. Hopefully that helps you guys starting to build a portfolio and really understanding what you are looking to do uh, and really knowing where these names are going. You got a lot of all your research has been done and then start really funding it. Um, so that being said, speaking of the investing challenge on to uh, week 17, uh, we talked about these on Monday. And it is live on the vote on Let It Grow Investing on Facebook. But uh, we got five names this week, as always. And those names are Micron Technologies, uh, Expedia, Bloomin Brands, uh, Bank America, and Discover Financial. So M-U-E-X-P-E, B-L-M-N, B-A-C, and D-F-S. So couple of uh, financial plays in the in the way of Bank of America and discover uh, Discover being the uh, the credit card company. Micron is a uh, semiconductor company uh, doing wafer technology and all, all types of uh, DRAM and NAND uh, memory. Expedia if you really want to see those travel stocks take off, you really think that uh, people are going to be getting back out there going to the places that they haven't been in a couple years. And then Blooming Brands, if you think people are going to be uh, maybe not going out as much if we do have a recession and uh, people really still just want to get out to eat every once in a while rather than maybe traveling far. Um, And, you know, even if a recession doesn't come, you know, I still think people might want to go back out and uh, have dinner out instead of eating um, DoorDash or whatever else they're doing right now. So those are the five stocks we got for uh, week 17. Get over there to Let It Grow Investing on Facebook. Uh, I hope this episode has uh, brought you a little bit of clarity as to what's going on in the market, uh, especially with Netflix, uh, Tesla. Some of the other brands are names that we talked about in the way of uh, PayPal, Disney, Roku, and uh, hopefully the, uh, the portfolio analysis I kind of gave at least gives you an idea as to maybe how many stocks you want to have in your portfolio and uh, maybe the size and position of the different names that you have but uh you know for me the like i said those tier one names are your high conviction um you know ride or die type plays that you really want to be all in on and uh then you really want to start looking at branching out maybe after after you get these 10 to 20 names really built up in your portfolio So that's what I got for you today. If you can uh, go ahead and like, subscribe, and share. And uh, if you want to leave a comment or invite anyone else to the the podcast, I'd really appreciate that. And uh, that's what I got for you guys today. So let's make it a great week. Let's get out there, uh, vote on the investing challenge, and uh, continue to buy up some more assets at the prices that we've already got our research done on. So take care, and I'll talk to you guys uh, in the next one. Thanks for stopping by. Please make sure to like, subscribe, by turning on the notification bell, and sharing this podcast to help our community grow. Check the links in the description for offers on eTrade, Binance, and crypto.com to get your investing journey started. You can also help support the podcast on our anchor.fm webpage. Until next time, let's get invested and let it grow.